Well, someone wrote to me over the weekend and made a really good point after I talked about the resilience of people last Friday. They said it was true that, you know, oftentimes a disaster does bring out the best in people, as we're seeing and at the moment in some cases the worst, we the looters. Um, but they made the point that a part of that optimistic, resilient nature also presents us from complaining because, you know, we don't want to appear like whingers when there's always someone that is worse off than us. But as a result of that, they pointed out, the focus can shift away from questions that do need to be asked. And as a resident of Hawke's Bay, these were his questions. What are the three things you need to be working in a disaster? Communications, power and roads, he said. What failed in Hawke's Bay and continues to fail in many parts? Communications, power and roads. His point was, in a disaster area when a civil emergency is invoked, why is it that one phone network could run and the other could not? You know, he asked the question why phone companies were not forced to accept global roaming for the period of the disaster so that everyone, not just those on the working network, could communicate. It's a good point, isn't it? And he pointed out, of course, as many people have, the fragility of the Redcliffe substation site, as well as the expressway built across a floodplain, left at the same level as the floodplain instead of being built up. His point being, you know, the questions needing to be asked are sometimes the obvious ones, but the solutions won't necessarily be simple. And we're seeing now, aren't we, more and more questions coming to the fore, more and more people getting angry about their circumstances. Napier's deputy mayor over the weekend, she said she was going rogue in pointing out that the cyclone had laid bare the lack of support and investment the government's given the city recently. She said the slow erosion of government services in Napier over her lifetime was embarrassing, as was the $2 million support package announced by the government for East Coast communities. She claimed Napier as a community had been abandoned by government from services that they should have had. And she wasn't the only one speaking out. We had residents in Piha, west of Auckland, saying they feel isolated and angry and forgotten about. Hawke's Bay residents without power or access still angry. Gisborne residents feeling forgotten in many parts. You know, there are areas where debate is ensuing over who's responsible for what. Is it a council issue? Is it a central government issue? Transport agency issue? You know, who will own the issue and who will fix it? How much will be spent and is it enough? Is it as simple as to say, oh, well, this is climate change? You know, or are there infrastructure problems that exacerbated things? And if so, how do we track down all those issues and pinpoint exactly where they are? How do we plan for fixes and budget for them and execute them before another catastrophic event? How much gets politicised? And so it goes. Lots of questions. So although people are resilient, yes, I think they are starting to ask the hard questions and demand answers. And more than that, look for long-term fixes that are real that go beyond short-term Band-Aid solutions.